Thank you everyone for tuning in again. Welcome to our first official episode of You Dim Some, You Lose Some. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about school and COVID and kind of the new normal that we're all dealing with right now. I'm Abby. Just as a reminder, I'm the advocacy chair. I'm an incoming sophomore. Wait, today was the first day of school. I am a sophomore. <laughs> and I am studying management information systems, supply chain, and Chinese. I'm Alexis. I am the events coordinator for CASA this year. I'm a junior and I'm studying material science and engineering. Hi, I'm Amanda. I am CASA's treasurer this year and I'm a junior studying accounting and finance. And I'm Ryan. I am CASA's fundraising chair and I am a sophomore studying chemical engineering. All right, we're just going to start by talking about some of our classes right now, since today was our first day. So does anyone have any hopefully in-person classes? I was supposed to have a lab today, but labs usually don't meet for like the first week. So I had no classes today, which is really nice. I got to relax, catch up on some pre-class stuff. Yeah, I only had one class today and it's my one class that's blended. And so far, they have two potential in-person sessions at a later time, but um, it's very flexible. So even if students can't make it to the in-person session, there's always going to be an online thing to supplement that, which is nice. I had three classes today, I think. Yeah, I had three classes plus work today. And I think it was pretty pretty rough, Um, but (laughs) actually, fun fact, at my job, I can literally watch Netflix while doing my job, so it's great. What is but, um, your job? I work at a patent office, so I just, oh. when I answer emails basically all day. Well, don't let your job listen to this podcast or else don't they're going to know you. that you're watching Netflix on the job. I have two monitors. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't have any in-person classes actually, so it's kind of unfortunate. Well, I had two classes today and then I also worked um So fun fact, I technically have five jobs right now, but I only went to three of them today. So this morning I got up for a career skills class at 8.15, and then I did some online work with the DFL at 9.30 um, once my class ended, and then I had another class at 2.30, and then I went to the bookstore, which I'm going to quit soon, I promise, Um, because I don't like it, and it's really scary to go like in person to something. And there's so many people in the bookstore and it's so like an enclosed space. So I'm going to quit after this week, I think. But then I worked there till six and then I went to my employee meeting for another job. And then I came back and did some homework. That's a full day. That's so productive yeah. of you. I woke up at 11 today, which is <laughs> very nice. But um, I can't keep up that habit because I have to actually get stuff done. I think I think I got 12 hours of sleep. Genuinely. Yeah, like the what? first time in a long time. Oh, I'm really envious of you. I got like <laughs> three hours. That's because I had nothing to do today. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. simply like go back to the topic of Abby has five jobs right now. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It was Are they all of... like online, like remote jobs? No, so I have like my DFL work, which I really like. Um, and it's like finance and data. And it's an internship, so it's super nice for this fall, and it's really flexible. So that's job number one. And then job number two, 
I work at University Commons. I feel like if I give everyone my entire schedule, they're gonna stalk me. Um, no one stalked me. Um, but job number two, I work at University Commons and I do that because they give me a rent discount and it's pretty flexible and it's like a position I can work for the rest of college, which is really nice because the DFL ends in December. And then I work at the bookstore, which is the job that I had last year. But it's super scary now because of COVID, so I'm trying to quit, but they're making me work like the busy season. And then I'm a Carlson crew leader, which is like a lot of commitment this semester, I feel like, compared to previous years. Like, okay, it's really not that much. It's like maybe an hour or two a week. Um, but my crew is like really dysfunctional. Like none of them are responding to my group me messages. And I have to set up like a new time. I know, you should ask Jasmine how her crew is. Like. Do these years like freshmen just suck? <laughs> Probably. I think they're just shy. Yeah. Especially yeah. like they're freshmen. A lot of them like don't know what's going on and it's just very confusing. Yeah, and online Zooms are so awkward. So yeah. like the freshman awkwardness on top of Zoom awkwardness is just too much. Yeah. And then I'm TAing for this new class in Carlson. So I start that tomorrow. And then I need to finish up my TA training. Um, and then, wait, no, those are all five. And then I had this internship this summer at a nonprofit, and they don't want me to quit. So I'm just technically still working there. But it's unpaid, so it's not really a job. It's like unpaid labor. You can call it volunteer. I know. <laughs> You're volunteering. But, Community service. But yeah, I just log in for like 30 minutes every night and just like, it's like a Google search of like funding opportunities. So that's really easy. Um, that's my life. Where, where in this day are you able to take a break? See, I took a lunch break because the DFL lets me take breaks a lot. And then I actually get paid sick leave at that job too. So that'll be super nice because I feel like I'm going to get sick because I always get sick in the fall. Like last year, I got pneumonia and the flu, <gasps> even though oh, I got flu oh a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> And then my senior year of high school, I got pneumonia also. And then I also had a cold for like six months. It felt like like all of spring semester. And last year when I had pneumonia, that was my fifth time having pneumonia. So I just, I always get sick. Oh my and goodness. Yeah. So it's really good that my jobs let me have paid sick leave. I think the worst that I've ever been was spring semester of my freshman year. I think I had like a form of strep and the flu at the same time. And I literally couldn't get out of my bed. I felt so bad for my dorm roommate because I had to live in the same room as her. But I just, I felt like I was gonna die. I had the flu in senior year and I missed an entire month of school and almost didn't graduate on time because oh, I didn't no. catch up oh my, my classes. But then I just like kind of forgave all my classes, so. No, oh last God. year I had like a 103 fever and then I was too lazy to go to the Boynton so I just laid in bed all day and then my roommate what? woke up with a 102 fever the next day and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You should have went to Boynton. Yeah, like when I went, like when I was finally able to get up, I couldn't talk because like my throat was just clogged with phlegm and the lady, the secretary felt so bad for me. She's like, I know what you're trying to say, like I'll help you because <laughs> I couldn't talk. Amanda, have you ever been almost deathly ill? Um, I guess the last vivid sickness that I had was, I guess, spring of freshman year. I had this really bad, like, 
fever or something like it was just really bad and I still made myself go to class which I don't know why but after class I just like passed out for the rest of the afternoon but yeah I was like miserable for like a week but then I don't think I fully like got better until I got home so there must have been something like in the vents or like something making me sick in my dorm because I never got like fully better we probably had like the same thing I was probably being passed around like all the freshmen that year because I know a ton of people in my dorm got sick as well yeah like I was always like stuffy or coughing or something and it just I never got better and I was like that's really annoying because I don't want to be in class like just sniffling yeah it's like literally (laughs) the worst when you need to blow your nose in class and it's like a hundred person lecture and you just have to suck it up and like live with your drippy nose it's literally (laughs) the worst or when you need a cough in the middle of a lecture yeah these are only in-person problems we can just cough all we want inside our apartment rooms I remember last year clearing a bus because I coughed right as the coronavirus pandemic had started. <laughs> so, like, everybody got off the bus. Right? Oh, my God. I was going to tell a funny story of this time when I worked at Panera in high school. So, I went to, um, and I almost always get my flu shot every year, but this year, my dad forgot to schedule it. And he always schedules it because he works at the hospital. Um, but he forgot to schedule it. And then I had the first strain of the flu. And then I didn't realize that there were multiple strains of like the seasonal flu every year. So I was like, oh, I had the flu, so I'm good to go. So I went to work at Panera and then I started getting chills. And I like literally stood in our like walk-in oven for a while and hoped no one would notice because I was so cold. And then they like yelled at me and then they forced me to go like, <laughs> work on stuff in the freezer and I had such bad chills and then I went out and I was serving food because they needed me to do stuff and then at the end of my shift I called my parents and I passed out in the car and it turned out I had a 105 fever and then the next week when I was yeah but then the next week we got calls that people were getting sick and it was like probably my fault because I was serving food you got it all over the bread Okay, so I know. What is the walk-in oven? Like, what is, um, is it just, like, a heated room? So we have, like, a giant oven where, like, the baguettes revolve on, like, these big <gasps> racks. So you could probably fit, like, four people comfortably in it. Like, it's, like, the size of, like, mm, okay, you know the, like, broom closet at the Bridges? It was, mm. like, double that. Like, that's how big our oven was. And it's full of bread. That sounds like heaven. Yeah, so it always smelled like bread in there. (laughs) So I just stood in there for a little while because I was so cold. After I saw that TikTok about the Panera mac and cheese and how it's, like, frozen. And they just microwave it. It kind of scarred me. But I think I'll forgive Panera. It's still good. Yeah, it's still good. (laughs) Okay, so I guess compared to spring semester when we had to pivot online versus first day how do you guys feel about online learning I feel more hopeful about it because I guess the spring semester was kind of like a practice round but then they were also more lenient spring semester with like grading and all of that because it was so so much change so quickly but now, now like they're cracking down on like their method of teaching and like the grades and all of that stuff so Proctorio. 
oh yeah, Proctorio for like all the quizzes and stuff now. And I guess like there's less excuses that can be made, but um, it's still an adjustment. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like no one is still like perfectly acclimated to using Zoom or being fully online after like, so many years of like in-person courses. First off, I wanna say Zooms are awkward. They're so awkward when you have to like participate or talk because no one either no one wants to talk or everyone wants to talk and they just start like interrupting each other. Um, also, I have zero motivation for online classes. Like spring semester for me was really hard, especially when I actually like moved back home because it was so hard to focus um, just like in an environment that you're usually comfortable in or you're used to relax in. Um, so yeah, I'm like kind of scared. This is our junior year, me and Amanda's junior year, which are supposed to be the hardest years of our college career. And I, I'm just really worried and scared to see how these professors are gonna move these hard topics like online. So yeah. Yeah, one of my professor actually was like, um, if you're unsure if you wanna take this class or not, I recommend taking it in the spring if it's gonna be in person. So, like, I dropped the class because I was, like, if, even if, like, he's telling me that it's not, he's going to do his best, but if he's, like, encouraging that, like, in person is the best way to deliver this topic, I'm going to just hope that it'll be more fine-tuned when it comes to spring, that even if it is in online, the fall semester would be a great, like, practice round for this class. Like I am with all of you guys. I am completely unmotivated to go to any of my classes. Like I have to forcibly get myself out of bed every morning. I actually have to roll off my bed. Fun fact: like I have to roll onto the floor and like risk injuring myself to actually wake up. It's it's yeah, um, and the the floor here is not soft. So yeah, but um, I set fifteen alarms this morning. One at like five, just to like get myself ready to wake up, and then by the time it was six thirty, I was like half awake and so when I actually got to my job at seven this morning I completely misentered data which was really unfortunate because I had to go back later today and fix it all uh unfortunate <laughs> sorry if my supervisor's watching this um, <laughs> but honestly online classes for me are really terrible like I am probably one it of sounded the, like I'm you were saying gonna see something positive <laughs> <laughs> it's just really terrible it's just all horrible no. it's all shitty yeah, my, it's really bad um i can just say I'm, I'm already a lazy student as is like i didn't study all of last semester pretty much and now the semester kind of matters and i can't because it's online too, i can't find yeah, i can't find any motivation to study right now so hopefully I are you taking um ochem yeah that's fun mm, don't don't get me started on the hexagons Oh, and then also you have to take Ochem Lab, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully COVID clears up so you can actually do that in person. Are you taking it online right now? Uh, no, I decided not to take Ochem Lab because I didn't have to. I only took like Ochem 2 as a tech elective just to get out of the way, but I have a material science lab this semester. Um, and we're gonna like be in pods instead of like groups. And we're gonna have like a certain schedule for when we can go in and out of the lab. 
So that's going to be fun. And if it all goes online, then they're going to live stream the lab and we're going to have to watch them do all the lab stuff on the screen. I'm so glad I'm a business student. (laughs) Same. That's so bad for learning though. Like the entire concept behind being an engineering student is you get hands-on learning, right? Mm -hmm. And Honestly, going completely online deterred me from even trying to pursue a medical career too. Because before this, I was considering doing going to medical school after this, and now I just don't have any motivation if it's just going to be more online classes, and I end I up know. struggling in the first place. My sister, um, she's entering her first year of dental school, and it's all going to be online, like nothing in person except a lab which really sucks because she's paying so much money for dental school just for it to be online. Yeah. And us as well. Yeah. We're paying way too much for online classes. Yeah. Don't get me started. If I saw my bill, I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. But even I dropped like all my business classes because I took i spring semester. So I was like, I'm going to start my supply chain major and my MIS major fall semester. And I decided to drop both of those classes and do Buddhism and women writers in Chinese history and just focus on like my Chinese studies for this semester. So the only Carlson class I'm taking is career skills. Taking three classes then? Um, well, I have like a um, coding class for like Python, but it's not technically a Carlson course. And I took it because it's supposed to help with my MIS major, um, but I'm probably gonna suck at it, and I'll just switch out and into. Ask Andrew for help. I should. Also, I'm pretty sure Python's pretty bad for computers. Yeah. Now that he I'm said not like because um, <laughs> he he said like he used Python mostly for his internship this summer, so he must be good at it. Right, <laughs> He's outside. Awesome. There's so many comp sci people on board. Yeah. All the boys are comp sci. Comp sci is a pretty common major. Oh, wait, right. Comp sci boys are smelly. Should I repeat myself? Repeat yourself. Comp sci boys are smelly. They're the smelliest boys of engineering and the most antisocial. Literally, like the computer labs. Uh uh. You do not want to go in there. What, the one in Keller? Yeah, the one in Keller. Because that's where most comp sci people just spend all their time. Well, yeah. the gross ones. Not, not to be mean. <laughs> no, I have a broken septum, so I can't smell. So it's great. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. That's wild. We don't actually dislike comp sci people. So if you're a comp sci, we're just messing around. Yeah, we're just having fun. We're just joking. <laughs> Over my two years as an engineering major, those were my observations. Are there like smelly people across it? Like, what's this worst major that gets the worst rep? I feel like finance majors get the worst rep. Finance majors are assholes. She said it, not me. (laughs) They just like, they remind me of like the chads that think that they're smart. Yeah. 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 I feel that. And they go on to become really rich and work for big companies. Yeah. Yeah. This I don't does know. Not sound like anything in our future. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. 
All right. Um, so now we're going to pivot and talk about um, any fears we have after these like mandatory two weeks. Um, so, I mean, my fear is just that everything will go online after the first two weeks. I guess one of my fears is potentially getting sick because I don't know, like, what's going to happen after these. And if these, like, two weeks are actually going to be effective because, like, there's still a lot of people on campus. That don't wear masks. Yeah, even though, like, our school is, like, I don't know if everyone got free masks, but I got two masks from the school, which was nice of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people aren't wearing masks. And it's really concerning, especially where we live. Um, we live in an apartment building where a lot of sorority and frat people also live, which they're probably going to be the most irresponsible, I feel, and have a ton of like apartment parties. So it's kind of inevitable that me and Amanda might get it, <laughs> which is really scary. I mean, when I do go outside, which is not very often, but I see a lot of people not wearing masks. It's kind of frustrating because people complain so much about not being or having these classes online and they want to have classes in person first step in getting that in-person instruction is starting by wearing a mask mm -hmm. i get really annoyed when like people don't wear masks outside especially because like i know exposure is like usually less outside but most people carry a mask with them now and they'll wear it indoors but not outdoors but you're still like come in contact with people. And if I see someone outside, like, and I know them, I'll probably talk to them like if they had a mask on. Um, but I feel like people who aren't wearing masks probably have like the same mentality, just like without the mask thing. So I always get annoyed by that. But also my dad does that. Like he carries a mask with him. And then if he comes within like three feet of someone, he'll like quickly put it on and then he'll take it off which I've tried to tell him is bad. Okay. And then do you guys have any advice for making friends with online learning? Have you made any friends that you didn't know yet? I didn't have a class yet, so how about you mean? Um, I guess I had one class and they put us in like a breakout room to like do an activity and stuff. So I feel like that's like your opportunity to really just like talk to people and get to know people because I feel like over zoom you can't really like just talk to friends before class or like after class you know so like take those breakout rooms and like use it to make friends like get your work done but then just like start chatting with them and yeah because that's what we did and they were I met a lot of nice people forgot their names but <laughs> I'll, see them. I'll see them again you know so it's like it's for sure more challenging to make friends over zoom but it can be done and i feel like a lot of classes i'm taking have like group projects where they either have you find a group or they'll put you in a group and i feel like if you're put into a group um it's less like nerve-wracking because like, you don't have to like scramble to find your own group you know and then just like start talking to people because i mean everyone like on the first day of school everyone's like oh i'm excited to meet new people like then actually act on it and like meet new people, talk to people. Like Amanda said, it's definitely gonna be really difficult to make friends online. I, I feel bad for the freshmen because this year is pretty critical for making friends, but advice, I would say make study groups um, right off the bat in your classes, like 
talk to people and like say how you're struggling and then they'll be like yeah I'm struggling too and then you can make study groups um that's like one way I made friends um because you guys can just struggle through the hardships Mm -hmm. of your classes also join student groups um plug for CASA or go to other student group events just go to as many events because they're all online like and you can just join from the comforts of your home it's going to be so easy to go to events now but yeah that's like how I also made um a lot of my friends you just have to be really open and keep a positive mindset because if you don't then uh it'll probably go downhill (laughs) kind of bouncing off but actually during my first discussion today we actually sadly shared in our misery from spring semester of how bad some of our classes were because online but honestly the hardship kind of brings us all together it's as much as it sucks on a personal level it can also reap a lot of benefits i guess i would say also a subtle plug for any family program out there those are great ways to make friends and also get free food if you're on campus or when things go back to in person or if you're big as a real geek he'll uh deliver it to your dorm or wherever you live. Yeah, I would echo a lot of that. And then one of my friends who's going to school on the East Coast and she didn't know anyone um, called me today and she was talking about how she wasn't like finding a ton of friends. Um, So I gave her like a bunch of random advice. So I said you could try like randomly DMing people on Zoom and just being like, hey, do you want to form a study group? Um, Like, hey, I like your your plant. (laughs) Yeah, like like compliment their background and then ask if they want to form a study group. Um, And then I also said that like just join like a ton of student groups. And she lives in a dorm, so um, if dorms open, like I would just knock on every single door with your mask on. And then if they don't have a mask on, run away. But if they have a mask on, then interact in the hallway. I was like kind of in the same boat as your friend, Abby. Uh, No one from my high school in my grade came to Minnesota except me. So I was kind of like starting off fresh with like a blank slate. Um, Like, I yeah, and I would just tell her like, don't be disappointed that you're not finding friends right off the bat because it's kind of a trial and error process. It definitely was for me. Like I made some friends freshman year and I didn't stay friends with them sophomore year. And then I got closer to some friends like Amanda sophomore year. So it's all a trial and error process. So when you guys do get back to your dorms, if you do leave your door open, people are more inclined to mm-hmm. um, stop by, maybe say hi. That's what a lot of people on our floor did. I didn't because I'm mega introverted, but I know a lot of people are really good at doing that and you make a lot of connections that way. Yeah, what I did my freshman year was that like, my dorm had like study lounges and study space, like common areas. And I just like study there and like sit there. And then like as people walk by, I'd say hi, like and just start talking to them. And then like soon you'll like start to make plans about like grabbing food or like doing something else. Um, but yeah, so like just, you know. Take initiative. Yes. Put yourself out there. Cause you really have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And if they're weird about it, then you don't need them. Then they shouldn't be your friend. Yeah, I would agree with that 100% actually. Like, I think good people attract good people. So you just put positive, good vibes out to the universe and just make sure that you're making a good impression on everyone you meet and just are friendly and outgoing. Um, So like whatever your comfort level is, like 
like eventually good people will come to you and I don't think everyone that you meet needs to be like your best friend so I want to put too much pressure on every interaction. Our next topic is talking about our journey through college as Asian and Chinese Americans in a predominantly white institute. So I came from like a pretty diverse neighborhood I'd say so I think coming to the University of Minnesota was kind of a shock for me. I hadn't seen that many white people <laughs> like on every single block in like quite a long time. Like there were a lot of white people where I was from, but it was definitely more diverse. Um, my freshman year kind of sucked. I feel like I reverted back to like my Chi like hating Chinese like whitewash self. I don't know. I felt like I tried to be try to fit in too much with like the people in my dorm um, and didn't really embrace my culture as much as I should have. But sophomore year, I got more involved with CASA, which really helped me find other Chinese Americans on campus and kind of like build that community and make it feel like I was like back at home. So yeah, it was kind of hard for me at first because um, I wasn't really used to it, but CASA really helped and like the PETA community really helps on campus. Yeah, like speaking on that kind of, um, I came from, well, okay, I came from a suburb from, of the Twin Cities, so like a lot of people from my high school go to the University of Minnesota as well, so um, like there were like two girls on my floor that went to my high school, and then we were friends already, so like I felt like I never left home, but um, I'm also first gen, so I never, like no one in my well, my parents didn't go to college, so I didn't really know what the college experience was going to be like, um, especially, like, it's it's just, yeah, it's, they didn't have any experiences to share, so I just kind of have to, like, figure it out on my own, and I actually, like, tried to do, like, sorority recruitment into, like, the Panhellenic sorority, but I ended up dropping because I felt like I was trying too hard to fit in to the institutions but then then I don't know why but I felt like I wanted to make more like non-Asian friends because I felt like I had a lot of Asian friends but I'm like the reason why I realized that the reason why I have so many Asian friends because I just we just get along so much like easier and so much better and like it's okay if like no one in your friend group is white or like a certain race or something like that because you just be comfortable and you should you should be comfortable with around your friends and like not try to like force a different image of yourself and I guess yeah like I guess I was most comfortable around CASA and around CASA people because we all have like similar stories and shared experiences so yeah I just really clicked with the people here and I stayed snaps to that wow I feel like I had my revelation once I studied abroad in Hong Kong and I like made Chinese American friends there and I realized how much I like lost myself freshman year. I know it sounds really cheesy and cliche, but I guess Hong Kong helped me find myself again. <laughs> hey Alexis, you're lucky that you got to study abroad. I know. I, I, like, too. I know I chose like the perfect yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah, the perfect summer is in between your freshman and sophomore year if you're in engineering. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think my experience was very different. Like I grew up with a lot of like in the predominantly white area in the first place, but I also had a lot of connections at the U with 
the Korean Student Association. So I kind of got dragged into that right away. So like I was immediately immersified into like the Afida community. And so it didn't necessarily feel like I was at a PWI just because of that. But I think being part of like the Afida community really helped expand my horizons. I found CASA that way. I found, I met um, Andrew was actually a big part of my freshman year um, doing club penguin dances at nine at night in the super block parking basketball court was great. Um, but yeah, just being part of the community just helped me like find my voice. It didn't necessarily bring me out of my comfort zone, but I still managed to grow. Like, there's a phrase that if I like, there's no comfort in the growth zone or no growth in the comfort zone, which is why like, I constantly try to put myself out of my comfort zone, but sometimes at some point it's just too exhausting. So like, especially with friends, you just want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I totally feel that. So growing up, I was kind of like a self-hating Asian because I went to a very white and religious, like very small school, um, elementary school and middle school. So just for reference, there were like 22 kids total in my grade up until I transferred into public school after my 10th grade. Um, but I was like the only person of color in my grade. Um, and they like, thinking back, like I know there was like several, or not even several, but like quite a few like microaggressions and just like racist, inc racist incidents. Um, but I don't think I processed it when I was young. And I would talk like to my one like, Asian friend who had ended up transferring out after middle school about how we didn't want other Asian friends, which is so weird because she was Korean and I was Chinese and like we were best friends. But talking about how we didn't want other Asian friends because like we felt we didn't connect to them. And I think it just was like kind of a self-hating Asian. Um, but once I transferred into public school, I got really involved with like activism and student government. And I met a lot of friends there and they like coincidentally we're also Asian so I think it made me like more comfortable being around Asian people um but then I went to orientation over the summer and Amanda was like um an orientation person I forgot what you're called oh my gosh um, yeah yeah but I was sitting on a bench alone just like thinking about my orientation experience and Amanda came up to me and she just started talking to me and I was like oh so nice um but i asked her like how she made friends it was part of my job description <laughs> <laughs> yeah amanda's like yeah now i'm i'm a mean person in real life no just <laughs> but yeah i asked her how she made friends basically it was probably such an awkward conversation but she told me to join casa um so then i went to mk kickoff and i kind of forgot about it but then I saw Casa like at the activities fair with their like boba activity. And I was like, oh my gosh, the girl at orientation told me to go to Casa. So I put my name on the email list and then I went and then I recognized her and I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk to her because she's going to think I'm really stupid. <laughs> um, but then you were my big. <laughs> so it I all worked your out. Big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Did Welcome Week um, scare any, any else of you? Yes. Um, yes, big time. Like, I went to my first day. I was the only person of color in my group. And then 
I did not go to any of the other days because I was just very uncomfortable around them because they would never talk to me. Um, I would talk to my, my roommate was in the same group as me, but he was the only person who really talked to me when I woke up with group. So I don't, I don't have the best experience to go film, but hopefully other people's were much better than mine. Um, I came straight out of MK, so it was really a big shock going to Welcome Week. Yeah, I feel like I had the same experience. I really didn't like it. And also, like, I don't know, engineering, it was just a bunch. I guess all majors are all predominantly, the whole institution is predominantly white, but, like, I don't know, the engineering people just made me really uncomfortable because I feel like also as a woman, they're they're also just, like, looking down at me as well. So... Yeah, Welcome Week was not fun. I'm glad I made it out. (laughs) I enjoyed Welcome Week because, like I said, on my floor, I knew two people from my high school. So we just, like, stuck together and we're all, like, not white. So we kind of just, you know, did our thing. And then I feel like my floor was actually pretty diverse, which was surprising. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed Welcome Week. That's where I met a lot of people on my floor and we all just got really close and yeah I, it was fun like the first football game and doing the big m on the field yeah it was all pretty fun i, I skipped some of the events too though because i was like i'm from here i don't need to learn more about minnesota or minneapolis <laughs> so i, I kinda... feel like it was rough for me because i joined an engineering llc so it was all engineering people um and i just felt like our personalities didn't really like get along as well um so I think that's why it wasn't very enjoyable like a lot of the friends I made didn't want to go to like the free football game or just like didn't want to do like a ton of the fun stuff so I think that's what made it hard MK was just also way too good coming out of MK was just was really good and then going into welcome week was just off-putting yeah. Honestly, what do you guys think about LLCs, though? I think some are really good, and then some don't necessarily serve a great purpose. I Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, in my engineering one, there were only two girl hallways on the enti- of, like, the entire floor. Um, so it was mostly men, which also made my LLC experience not that fun. Also, we didn't really do a lot of bonding activities, which I was surprised of because that's why I joined the LLC in the first place was to like bond with other engineers. Um, I think like if I joined the woman in engineering floor, I probably would have been more comfortable. Um, But yeah, I I don't think I had a great experience in my LLC. I kind of agree on that. Um, I think I was, at least the bonding felt really forced and then when it did happen, nobody showed up, so that was great. But I think LLCs are really good for some people, and then there's other people who just aren't really into it, and they got just put in there. Um, it's not the great, not the greatest for them. So it's just it's really hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was in the Carlson LLC, and I didn't really like it. I felt like we just talked about building a resume, and I don't know. Um, I just felt like. We didn't cover a lot of really useful information and it felt really clicky, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't have a great experience. We didn't bond a lot and the couple bonding events that we did have, I couldn't make it because I had a class. So it felt like 
I think I missed the very first one and then everyone made friends there. And then after that, it was just like, I had no friends in the LLC, but I was friends with my roommate. So I feel like that's all that really mattered. Um, maybe we should just, cause especially since hopefully a lot of our viewers are becoming freshmen or a good amount will be, maybe talk about like how to optimize the most of your year, like your years in college. Um, join CASA. Advice, join as many student groups, um, experiment as much as you can your freshman year because you have the most time to do what you want. And then, I don't know, just be open to everything. I went to like a ton of like student group meetings and just decided from like those meetings, like which ones I actually clicked with and which ones I didn't. Um, yeah, like freshman year, you have like a ton of time, so... Yeah, it's very low commitment at first, but um, if you find some that you, some student groups that you really like, you can commit more to them, spend more time with them, and then hopefully get a leadership position and put that on your resume so that you can secure a job. It's all about building that resume. <laughs> yep. Junior yeah. comes around so fast. No, 100% agree with them. Go event hopping your freshman year or your first year. It makes, maybe you get to experiment what you like, what you don't like. Um, find the orgs that you really feel like you fit in with and your beliefs align with. Just join as many of the family programs too. Like, I know I already plugged it already, but join them. But like, you get a lot of peers, you get a lot of mentors. The people who you are with are usually a similar major and can help tutor you if you need help or give you any resources. Um, they'll buy you free food, you'll meet their friends. You can introduce them to your friends. It's a great time. Another thing, don't be afraid to go to events alone. I know it can be really scary, but I don't know. I feel like that kind of gives you more freedom because if people see you alone, they'll want to talk to you more. So just don't be scared to go to events alone. Like if your friends don't want to go, whatever, go by yourself. You don't need them. <laughs> This is kind of tangential, but has anyone ever just like hung out with themselves for a day? Because I did that my first year, because um, a goal I had going into college was like being more confident in just like myself. So I was like, you know, I use like friendship sometimes as a crutch to like, because I'm not comfortable just with myself. So for a whole day, I made myself go out to eat alone and like sit down alone and eat in a restaurant alone. And then I went to a movie alone and I just walked around campus alone and it was actually really cool. And I felt like I'd never thought deeper in my life about why I'm like so codependent, but it was like a great day. And I'm not saying everyone should do that. Um, but I think people should consider going to a movie alone because it was really cool. Yeah, I think I, I definitely had that like experience freshman year I was like I need to be more independent but now that COVID happened I feel like I've become codependent again a lot on my parents because they made me food all of summer mm -hmm. um and now I feel like I've become so antisocial. like I don't even know how to interact with people anymore like I don't even know how to talk to someone face to face COVID has just made me really antisocial. I feel yeah, I feel like a big part of a lot of us going to college is to just gain our independence and just be more free and just do whatever you want. But um, my friends always joked at me in freshman year when I was so codependent that I couldn't even go downstairs to eat 
in the dining hall okay, by myself. That I understand. That's so scary. It's dining not- <laughs> halls are so terrifying. No, but like I was gonna say, that's like an easy like baby step to like be codependent. Like you know, just go eat by yourself in a dining hall. That's so scary. <laughs> Understandably so, but you're telling people to go to events. Okay, by yeah, that's more but scary. I'm talking about I had eaten Centennial Hall, where I think at least three dorms ate at like at once. So there were a shit ton of people there, like, at once, like, all the time. So it was pretty daunting to eat by yourself, I feel, in my experience. <laughs> I was too scared. That's, like, Actually, the easiest baby one. step to be codependent. No, the easiest baby step is go to an event on your own. That's a bigger step. That's, like, a, a leap. I ate on my own a lot, actually. And then sometimes I bring, like, those, if you save those two-liter bottles, I just walk up to the fel- drinking fountains and just fill it, like, fill up the drink. My roommate and I. Yeah, it's so funny. Someone reported us doing that once. Reported you, but you pay for recorded it. Recorded like recorded oh. us. Oh. Like, just filling a two-liter bottle under the a soda machine. It's, You're getting your money's worth. I would yeah. always like fill up cups with mo- fries. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> I do that. Cookies as well. Or the pizza. I take a yes. slice of pizza on my yeah. walk out. Sorry. I I remember like there was this like monitor who would always yell at me for taking more than two apples. I'm like, I'm taking the least desired food inside this dining hall right now. Like, I'm doing you guys a favor by taking these apples and eating them. Also, I pay for it, so. Yeah, yeah get your money's worth of food at the dining hall. Like, those meals are like 12 or so dollars a piece, if you do the math yeah. for it. It's They're really not worth money. that much. No. Yeah, so. Either stick a bunch, bring a container with you and stick a bunch of food in your backpack as you leave. Mm-hmm. Post out right there. Then you have leftovers for like whenever you get hungry at night. Yeah, I did that. I brought Tupperware to um, like every meal I ate in Pioneer and I would stash away the fruit and cereal, the special K cereal because that's my favorite. Mm, oh my God, the special K is so good. <laughs> yeah, and then I would stash away pasta. And even like the pasta sauce, because it was just like plain red sauce. So I was like, you know, a bottle of this costs like $3. So I could just put it in Tupperware and save money. <laughs> um, I took everything, I felt like. Like anything. I remember once I took two backpacks for all the Tupperware because it was like wow. chicken nugget night. So I was like, okay. <laughs> That's really smart. I remember the security used to be not as um, strict. So when my cousin went to college here, he used to sneak with his friends into Centennial Dining Hall and steal whole bags of cereal from the cereal machines. Oh yeah, people take like loaves of bread. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the bagels. I was never brave. I was gonna steal a bag before my first year ended and then COVID. So I mm. couldn't fulfill my goal of stealing bread and like a whole bag of cereal. <laughs> All right, do we have any closing thoughts that we would like to leave everyone with after our first real episode? These times are tough, but we're all in it together. It's okay if you're struggling, talk to a friend, they're struggling too. It's really important right now to reach out to people and just have like those connections. So yes. take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Freshman sure year's hard. Yes, it hard. is. Make sure to video call people too. It makes life a yep. lot better. 
Mm -hmm. I video call my friends at least like once a week or so. But you should do it more often than I do. I'm just super introverted. Well, I don't think I have anything new to add. So yeah, follow us on Instagram at Casa Minnesota and our Facebook, which is also at Casa Minnesota. And thank you all for listening. We can be found on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other podcasting platforms. And please give us five stars. Thanks for listening. Bye.